A very warm welcome back to the Bubba Kate show and we're going to be finding out what's happened to Kate quite a lot. Police have been knocking on her door. Horrendous actually. So we're going to find out what exactly and why it happened. It's a very warm welcome Kate. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually doing quite well. I, I would say the level of police harassment and persecution is only on a level one out of ten at this stage. So um, it's just reminding me that I need to carry a body cam wherever I go and set up a camera with audio at my front door because my previous camera um, only only got image. It didn't actually collect the audio from uh, the recordings, which you need when the police turn up, because quite often they um, state things that are incorrect and obviously override their remits to um, grant themselves powers that they don't have quite often. But yes, I had them turn up on Friday morning. So I was getting ready and my housemate was just leaving for work and he's putting on his shoes and I hear him doing this and he opens the front door. Now I was expecting some parcels that won't fit through the letterbox. So I'm assuming it's the delivery driver and he wants me to sign for something. So I've gone skipping to my front door. Funnily enough, I'm still in my pajamas as well. So don't have my phone in hand, no camera or anything. And there's a bunch of police officers stood there. So I'm like, okay, what are you doing here? Was the first question. What are you doing here? What do you want? Um, and this plainclothes officer closest to the door leans in a little bit and he says to me, oh, we're here on behalf of your university because you're having issues with Black Lives Matter. Oh, my God. How in- yeah. insane a university being able to ring the police and send them to your door because they don't like an opinion. This is crazy times. It's hard even to believe this. We're living in... I don't know, a twilight zone. But go on, tell us how they were able to manage to call the police and the police enacted well, on something you, you said? Um, well, I should imagine this goes back to when I originally started in university, which is, you know, in October of last year, and I had to engage on a forum. And in this forum, there was an awful lot of references to Black Lives Matter and an awful lot of links to university services and all sorts of things. But these were only open to black and ethnic minorities. And there was a lot of what I could call hardcore left wing propaganda that seemed to be getting forced down our throats. And after a couple of weeks of this, because I had planned to keep my head down and not say anything because um I, I'm aware of how biased universities are, and I just just want to get my education at the end of the day. I just want to get the degree that I'm paying for and, and go off and get my career. That's all I want from them. Anyway, I, I just posted on this forum that I found it very unnecessary and divisive for an introduction, an introduction to law module to have all this left-wing propaganda and ask them to desist, desist in such doing it. So um, anyway, uh, from there... There was uh, an well, an argument that started up, and I've not said anything that was out of order. I've just pointed out facts that the only people that are actually subject to any forms of systemic racism in the British Isles are are the white indigenous population that are put at a disadvantage constantly because of this left-wing propaganda and view that we're all privileged or all guilty of some inherent crime by nature of being white and thus must be punished for it. you know throughout life by being put at a constant disadvantage and education is one of these main areas anyway i've probably spoken about this previously so i'm in the process of suing my university for anti-white discrimination because it turns out do they have services that are only open to black and ethnic minorities they have um, bursary schemes only open to black and ethnic minorities that come from social disadvantaged backgrounds but if you're white you can't apply 
there are also, which is my biggest grievance, is they offer days and opportunities to gain meaningful employment and training contracts with employers, but these are so-called diversity days and only open to black and ethnic minorities. And Mm. it's not in proportions that would be necessary to rectify some actual imbalance, because we already know that most of the people being called to the bar and offered jobs in law are coming from black and ethnic minority communities, even though they're supposed to be in a so um, because this has been an ongoing thing with me, organization under the Equalities Act for trying to raise these issues. Um, so I recently... So, yeah, um, just to try and make it a bit shorter, there was a, a lot of policies within this university um, that put white students at a massive disadvantage. So currently, I've decided to take civil action through the courts. And I recently, a couple of weeks ago, put my claim forms in. Um, So I should imagine that it's not just a case of a university intimidating a student disagrees with their stance on supporting a Marxist, violent, terrible organization such as Black Lives Matter, which is not to have murdered countless people. They have burnt down businesses, burnt down people's homes, violently assaulted random citizens, dragging them out of vehicles and beating them senseless. They are a violent terrorist organization that does have political motives. It's already said that it's a Marxist, that the police will turn up at your door because you do not support your university supporting... It's about the background of the university discriminating against white students and uh, trying to deal with that internally and saying that the police um, that have recently turned up to my door, who I, I do intend to call and find out why they think it's appropriate to waste police time doing such things. Because where I live, it's not exactly a low crime rate area. There are burglaries, there are sexual assaults, there's an awful lot of violent crimes, stabbings, muggings, that kind of thing. You can never get the police in. You can never get the police in, ever. doesn't matter how serious it is, but suddenly they have multiple officers that they can send to my door on behalf of my university, which again is not just a university intimidating a student that disagrees with their stances, their political stances, which they enforce on their students. It is the police harassing a claimant on behalf of a defendant in a civil case that's suing them, actually engaging in activities to intimidate a claimant in a civil case on behalf of a defendant. It's highly illegal. But yet, you know, in this clown world that we live in, our corrupt constabulary, which are no longer really constabulary, they are policy enforcers, corporately owned policy enforcers, that seem to think that it's appropriate to come and harass a member of the public or a student on behalf of their university. But they can't come here to enforce the crime. You know, if a 13-year-old is stabbed on the field, you won't see them. But if if you say something that your university disagrees with, suddenly they've got the manpower to send a whole bunch of officers to your door in the morning. It's rather absurd, in my opinion. But I plan on installing cameras. And again, getting to the point in my life where I have to wear a body cam, whether I'm at home, outside or otherwise. Um, And this will be a body cam that uploads to a cloud because if they do decide to detain you, they will probably take the memory card if they engage in activities such as beating you and stripping you, which is something that our police like to do to victims of the Muslim paedophile rapist epidemic because most of them suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder and Mm -hmm. will react quite poorly to being beaten and stripped. So they like to get a reaction out of people so then they can bring falsified charges as a means to intimidate you further. I call it malicious prosecutions. And through entrapment, 
which they utilise through these means. So I'm unfortunately going to have to be on high alert now for quite some time. But it is very concerning that these hardcore left-wing higher education establishments seem to hold such authority that they can command our police to come and harass people that are suing them. That is concerning. And I am aware from the um, subject access request that I put into my university that they tried to report me to prevent the anti-terrorist organization. And this was due to a comment on a tutorial where my tutor had brought up a conversation regarding the British Constitution and whether it should be fully codified or not. And I replied with my stance that, yes, I do believe that the British Constitution should be fully codified, or at least the English one, because many of our constitutional principles and values that we've held so dear that aren't written down in stone are becoming undermined, particularly with the changing demographics, with, let's say, Sharia courts being permitted within the UK that treat women as half that of a man in a court of law. So my argument was that women's equality under the law is being threatened by changing demographics, and that is why we need a fully codified constitution to enshrine those rights in, in a document. And apparently now, supporting women's equality under the law is an extremist view. <laughs> I mean, wow. low behold, but they said that they couldn't punish me because nothing that I had said had constituted a breach of the student charter. But because I had the wrong opinions, they would consider punishing me by reporting me to prevent. And I have evidence of that. It's oh in their gosh. internal emails. I have copies of on absolutely i cannot believe what's happened yes um, unfortunately i couldn't make it to rochdale on that occasion um that's us but i am aware that pag uk did stage a protest and this is in relation to i think there are three or four gentlemen who have been convicted of child sexual offenses multiple child sexual definitely wouldn't offenses. call them and gentlemen <laughs> scumbags uh, scumbags but these these scumbags were supposed to have been removed from our country because they aren't actually British. They come from Pakistan and they don't have a legitimate reason to be here and they've been committing crimes. So as part of their sentence, it was that they would be deported. But our Home Secretary, Priti Patel, seems to want to try and blame Andy Burnham and Andy Burnham tries to blame Priti Patel. But Priti Patel can pretend all she wants, but the book ends with her. She sits in the highest office to do with crime and immigration in the land. She is, at this point in time, engaging in activities of genocide and ethnic cleansing against mm. the indigenous white population, which is one of the reasons why she refuses to deport violent criminals that have already been ordered by our courts to be deported because of the threat that they pose to our people and because, of, well, why should our girls that have already been through so much have to be bumping into their abusers in Asda Shocking, yeah. or when they're dropping off their kids at the school gates. Why do we have convicted paedophiles working for takeaway companies, dropping pizzas off possibly to vulnerable children, having contact with vulnerable children? Why is our government oh, really? allowing these kids' safety and security to be put at risk by people that they already know are dangerous to them? that they refuse to deport. Why won't they deport them? Heartbreaking. Why? They've really just thrown the the young children in the UK under the bus, the young girls. And in, in your college, do they know what you went through? Is there any kind of... Uh, yes, yeah, I've, I've made reference to that because 
when that original forum, which uh, which I said that their unnecessary posting of far left propaganda was divisive, um, I had a student who decided to go off and Google me and uh, publish personal identifying information, uh, even on, including on Twitter, trying to incite violence against me yes. and other people's. When I stated that actually, no, white people can be discriminated against because they seem to believe that there's no such thing about of racism against white people and white people can't be victims of hate crimes and white people can't be victims of discrimination. Um, so, and I found this really quite offensive yeah. to tell somebody who was raped, tortured, trafficked and sold as a sex slave because of their race, because they were white, that they can't have been victim of a hate crime because they're white is, is rather absurd. Having people berate somebody who has been subject to slavery, trying to blame them for the slavery of people 300 years ago. Why does it not matter that white girls are being enslaved today? basically, because white lives don't matter. But that's that's basically what they were saying. And I, I, I reiterated to them, well, actually, I have actually been a slave. I have been subject to very severe racially and religiously motivated violence, as have up to one million other white British school children in the last few decades. You know, it's not a unique experience to me. This is happening on a mass scale, and it is religiously and racially motivated. But yeah, the, the, the university doesn't seem to care about victims of, well, slavery or of sexually motivated violence or of racially motivated violence if that person is white. In fact, they will happily allow other students to publish information that says that, well, white girls brought it on themselves and things like this. It, the universities have a very strong anti-white agenda and they won't punish students for attacking white students. But if a white student is to say, well, actually, you're wrong there because white people have been subject to this, this, then this, you suddenly get punished and a mark gets put on your educational record as, as if you've, you know, actually breached a student charter, as if you've broken some rules when all you've done is, is, is reiterate the truth. Uh, and it's quite astounding that it's gone from you, if you kept your head down, you could probably get through university with without having to regurgitate left-wing nonsense. But now it's in the course materials, you're forced to engage with it on a daily basis. And if you so much as say, I disagree with this, then you're, you know, your degree can be in jeopardy because you will be subject to profound, I would say, victimization, not just by other students but by the tutors and other employees i mean i don't know whether you've seen what's going on here in the uk where they're trying to portray white people and white supremacy as the biggest threat to ever have faced um britain before and they're utilizing the police to go and harass anybody that talks about white rights but particularly it seems that the universities have a big hand in this I was very upset to see a, a story recently regarding a gentleman called Oliver Bell. And he was a very, very bright student, went to Cambridge, studied mathematics, had expressed some, I would say, <sighs> venting opinions online, which is understandable when your yeah. peoples are being subject to genocide in front of you and it's being denied. 
I can understand where people's discontent can come from with this mass imposed immigration that is forcibly bringing about the conditions of life that will bring about the destruction of our unique racial and ethnic and religious groups. Anyway, he expressed these opinions and his university reported him to prevent, prevent kicked his door in and they found a book that he bought from Amazon called The Anarchist Cookbook. Now, they're now convicting him of being a terrorist. Oh, oh no, my sorry. God. Having materials that could be useful to a terrorist, not that he was planning to use these for terrorist means. And if you were a person who didn't have right-wing opinions and owned this book, it wouldn't be a crime. It's only a crime if they think that your opinions are wrong. So now we have selective enforcement of the law, depending on your political leaning, where people are being, well, portrayed as terrorists purely for owning a, a book, which multiple other people in this country could own and not be considered terrorist because their political opinions are different. But quite a lot of young, white, intelligent men are being persecuted and hunted down by our corrupt anti well, our, our corrupt anti-white, um, what could I call them, security forces, intelligence services? I don't know what category they come into, but... They are selectively utilizing very broad legislation and they seem to be getting an awful lot of their information from these corrupt universities. So you get students that have an opposing opinion to their university and suddenly they're getting their door kicked in and they're looking at a 10 year sentence for owning a book that they bought off Amazon. Crazy. I mean, it, it, are people not waking up to the level of tyranny that we're facing? Do they Have they looked up Oliver Bell? Does he seem like the violent terrorist type of course he's not but we are seeing countless bright students that if their universities can't sabotage their education effectively then altogether by maliciously reporting them to anti-terrorist white organizations they are politically motivated terrorists themselves that are terrorizing citizens for nothing more than holding a differing political opinion and not wishing for their own peoples to become a vulnerable, persecuted minority by force in their homelands. And that is what's happening. And I think they're doing it as a means of intimidation. But the complicity of our universities in this, I would say, extreme harassment. People are getting 10-year sentences. 10 God. years oh my for owning God. a book. Now, what I want to know is, if it's illegal, right, to own these books that people are buying from Amazon... Amazon must be storing these books somewhere, right? Yeah. So I must be handling these books to get them to these people. Why are they not being done for possession of material that could be useful to a terrorist? Why is it selective? And surely that legislation is so broad, what, information that could be useful to a terrorist? So you don't even have to be a terrorist owning information that you're planning to use for terrorist means, no. You can be an ordinary citizen that just happens to have information that they deem could be useful to a terrorist. What do they mean by that? Would would an architect with blueprints possibly, you know, if he had the wrong opinions, be considered a terrorist? Would an academic or let's say if you were a soldier who had an interest in, in, in what you used to do. So you have an awful lot of military books and some of them might have policies and procedures on how to work incendiaries. And would, would they be classed as a terrorist? I want to know what what material is it? What material can they class as information that could be useful to a terrorist? Because that's really broad, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I really still struggle with the idea that you're not seen as a role model, as a hero, because you are fantastic, strong, a beautiful, inside and out, very courageous woman. And instead of them showing this and having gone through so, so much and saying, look, this is a role model for other girls who've gone through this. Um, and have experienced what you've experienced they seem to just want to either knock you or pretend it didn't happen or it's quite shocking what they do to you considering what you've been through and they could really use that as a role model for other for other girls your religion you'd be on tv with them saying oh look what this this survived went through but because you're white you're brushed under the car I have made an awful lot of mistakes and that sometimes I behave in a manner that I would find quite appalling um, and would prefer that I didn't but I don't think that anybody should see me as a role model more as somebody who is very angry I mean at what is happening I mean I think well, there are no a lot I think you are doing... definitely a role model from what you've been through and to have still such strength and some morals everybody makes mistakes everybody but anybody who's been through that amount of abuse obviously has a right to kind of go off the rails every now and again. Not a right, obviously, burst out. And no, of course you are a role model. You are fantastic. Fantastic, strong person and willing to fight even though you went through so much. And I, I think that's a role model. I don't really have a choice. I mean, I, I often have thought when I have attempted to gain justice for others or I talk about the issues that I've been through and even people on the so-called right will mock and attack you for it. I've thought, why do I try so hard and, and put myself through so much suffering to try and save a society that would happily discard me and mock what I've gone through? And all I'm trying to do is to ensure that their daughters, their nieces, the generations to come don't have to suffer the same things. But you will find that many Many are very scared of strong, articulate women, especially those with lived experience, because it you find there is an awful lot of egos and people trying to make money off of, you know, patriots. So they like to have platforms and they like to be seen as the predominant leadership and anything that sort of threatens that authority of leadership, they don't. They don't like so you'll find that most organizations are more than happy to utilize my skill sets but they really don't want me getting anywhere near um public view if you like and i think a lot of that comes from well i don't know because i've worked with organizations before where you've got people getting on stages talking on behalf of victims of the muslim pedophile rapist gangs but won't allow victims that have you know gone through it themselves talk about their own experiences i mean i don't need people to get up on a pedestal and speak for me i'm not weak i don't need people to speak on my own behalf and i think a lot of victims feel that way that people are misrepresenting them and a lot of people that put the victims up on pedestals they're always the victims that go oh it's got nothing to do with race and religion they were all pakistani men mm. and they called me a white whore but it's got nothing to do with race or religion. It's only the ones that follow the correct narrative. Yeah. Not the ones that will talk about it plainly, frankly, and, and in a brutal manner that people don't like. It makes people uncomfortable when I talk about the realities of this situation, the long-term impact and the likeness of it growing and affecting their own families.
people become very comfortable. So I think the fact that I make people uncomfortable, um, <laughs> that doesn't help situations. Um, I don't think it's that you make them uncomfortable. I think it's more that people want to, and I think they've been doing this for a long time since this whole belief that this is they're all going to evolve and you know they'll all sure all religions were bad at one point this they have so many excuses deep down they really want it all to just turn into like what the americans called a melting pot and they all come out as british you know the sort of idealistic view that you know eventually they will just be like you and me and they will have the same thoughts when you explain to them that that's not going to happen. They're not going to evolve into us. The religion is so long. And in fact, if you look at stu studies from the UK, you'll see that the actual the younger generations are more extremer than the older ones. So that's not true at all. But they hate to hear that. That's really the thing that bugs them to hear that. Because they really do want this one world where we all live together, we're all the same. And, you know, all religions are the same. That sort of kind of crap. And they hate to hear that it's not how people can look at it this way I mean if you have any understanding of human psychology sociology human behaviors and history never at any point in human history has there ever been two groups of people who fundamentally at their core are ideologically opposed living peacefully side by side that just doesn't happen yeah that it doesn't happen what you have is the more aggressive and dominant ideology will eventually consume the other usually by force eventually it is very rare that you get them living peacefully side by side you look at any muslim nation look how the christians are persecuted there i mean christians have this very very strange view of their own religion of pacifism and yes god does not want you to go out and be you know committing indiscriminate violence and things like that it wants you to be tolerant but there is a point where your tolerance must cease and that's when you can't be tolerant of the intolerant and mm -hmm. allowing people to come into your nation and not forcing them to adhere to your way of life to your laws to your customs of course then their customs their laws and their way of life will become dominant which mm -hmm. is why we're seeing mosques which is why we're seeing halal meat being enforced in schools in our supermarkets it's very difficult now to not buy halal meat you have to read and ensure that it's not you have to seek out particular butchers that don't supply it i mean we've got our mps my mp for instance did his oath in urdu not not in english yeah you know, in westminster in urdu he's not even speaking the language of the nation so how do you think that they're going to culturally change to adhere to our way of life when we're not we're not enforcing that. We're actually enforcing the foreigner's way of life upon the indigenous population, which is why I keep saying to people, stop calling it immigration. It's not immigration. It's an invasion. These Absolutely. people have no legal right to be here. These people aren't coming here as people who are genuine refugees. In fact, genuine refugees like Asia Abibi can't come here because we've got so many extremists. Yeah. They are enforcing their way of life violently upon our indigenous population whilst exploiting us financially whilst committing acts of genocide against us and yet people seem to think it's immigration it's not immigration it no. is an invasion a violent hostile takeover that is being facilitated 
by globalists who, if you look at the vast majority of the demographics of who they belong to at the top tier, all come from the Jewish community. It's quite shocking, actually. I had this conversation as well with somebody and they were saying, you know, but because they were putting it purely down to colour, they were saying, but in England we all used to live really well with the West Indies and people from Jamaica, they were saying. And I said, yeah, but you've got to remember, those people weren't coming. They were set up in a British system in Jamaica. So they had like the British language, the British culture, the British ways. The only thing is their colour. The ones that are being imported from Pakistan and all the Muslim countries are, so and war-torn countries are coming. They actually have raped and murdered in their own countries, planting them into Europe, into Ireland and England, and thinking they'll just forget all that raping and murdering and they'll live happily. That's not going to happen. It's the people. I mean, why do people think that you can take a savage, a primitive, a violent hostile persons and drop them in your country and suddenly they're going to change and turn into you. I mean, your geographical location doesn't change the nature of an animal, does it? You know, you take a lion from the plains of Africa and set it loose on, let's say, some park in England, it's not just going to not eat the children or not try eat your pets. Oh, it's going to behave and act like a, a, a domesticated lion all of a sudden. It's not. And then the same comes when we have primitive savages being brought into our nation. Do you think they're going to stop behaving in that primitive manner just because of their geographical location? No. This is kind of due to, I would say, innate behaviours of some peoples and also due to culture. I mean, we see it with even women in our judiciary where there have been men that are so-called asylum seekers. They don't even have right to remain yet that have gone out and raped young girls in our country and they're not even criminally charged because the judge says, oh, well, they just don't culturally understand that it's not acceptable here. In their own countries, girls are, for him, he can't help himself. So that poor girl that got raped, she doesn't get any justice. She just gets told, well, it's his culture. We've got to accept that. We've got to be tolerant. What, tolerant of rapists? Tolerant of murderers? Tolerant of child abusers? Are we supposed to tolerate that? As long as they're not white. Once they're white, then, you know, they have to, they'll be charged. But if they're anything else, particularly... Way. I mean, you've seen how it was recently with these kill the bill protests because this young woman got murdered by a white police officer. If it would have been a black police officer, there wouldn't have been any protests. But, you know, you see it as, oh, we need to ban all men. No, actually, if we look at the demographics of men that are committing sexual offences and attacks on women, it's predominantly people that come from the black and ethnic minority community against white women. You know, so why would we want to ban white men from the streets? They're the only people that can protect us, the white women, if they actually grew a backbone, that is. And you're absolutely right. What's happening in all our countries is shocking. Like, I mean, it really happened overnight in Ireland, which in Fane... And people are beginning to wake up which in, about Sinn Féin. And, and our government, our, the rest of the government isn't much better, but Sinn Féin seems to be pushing this bullshit agenda. Um, and they, they're very anti-British, anti-everything. But let everybody in, let all the Muslims in, all the war-torn countries in, that's all fine. And it's ridiculous. They want to enforce that everybody gets rid of all flags on both sides but everybody else can anyone else coming into the country can have their identity and we'll all be called irish eventually it's just madness time we're living in 
It's just getting worse. I believe that the that the idea is they will dissolve the idea of nation states yeah, because even if they get this big melting pot, what they want is no sense of identity zones. Um, so you won't have England, Ireland. Um, so I mean that's that's much further off in the future when all the white people aren't here anymore anyway. So um, we will, we'll see what happens with that. I'll tell you what I will do though. Um, going back to the police thing. Um, I do plan on calling our police, and um, if we do another show, I shall let you know what the outcome of that was and why they think it's appropriate to be harassing um, white people when they are suing their universities for discrimination. And I will get back to you next week and find out how you got on with the police and if they've you've got any comeback on that or if you've got any other news on that and um, we'll follow that on um listen thank you so much this is a long weekend in ireland i don't know if you... thank you for having me on it's been a pleasure and i will look forward to speaking with you next week definitely and how does anybody contact you, you what facebook and all that sort of stuff i am on telegram but i don't know whether people find me on there my tele um my facebook accounts uh my main facebook account my main instagram account has been erased um, Bubba Returns is the Instagram account. I do check the messages on there. I am on VK, um, and I'm also mostly on Telegram for communication. Um, but yeah, if somebody wants to get hold of me specifically, just um, if they can get hold of you, and then you can pass my my details Absolutely. on. That'd be great. Rather than just putting them out there, because otherwise lefties are just going to bombard my phone again. Listen, it was fantastic to hear from you again, Kate. And we'll talk to you next week and find out how you get on. Good luck with that. And thank you so much for coming on and giving us all your, your news and what's happening in your life. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And I'll speak to you soon. I won't just survive. Oh, you will see me thrive Can write my story I'm beyond the archetype I won't just conform No matter how you shake my core Cause my roots, they run
Yeah.